Hi, and welcome to The Literary Sipper. This is Amber V.D. Hill, your host, and today we're going to talk about duality. So for those of you who get my newsletter, you know that lately I have been thinking about both and all the time, that I have to hold in both of my hands the idea that my next draft of my book is not finished, and I have embarked upon a new coaching program centered on voice. And I'm very excited about the singing and the ways that voice can affect us and affect writing and affect all of the ways of being in the world. And so I'm putting a lot of energy behind that and less energy into redoing the next draft of the book. And both are okay. Both exist in the same person at the same time. And no matter how resistant I am, to writing on some days, and how open I am to singing on some days, I know that eventually there will be a week where those ideas will shift. So lately, I have been reading a book called Funny Girl by Nick Hornby, who many of you know wrote High Fidelity and a million other books about a boy, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. And I never read Funny Girl. It came out a couple of years ago. And I'm drawn to the writer characters in it. And in a lot of ways, I think Nick Hornby is talking about writing in a very sophisticated and interesting way. But the two characters in the book are Bill and Tony. And Bill and Tony are both writers who come up together, and they're very much a team, and in a lot of ways, very much a marriage. Um, And they go through ups and downs. But one of the primary conflicts between the two of them is the conflict of what it means to be an artist, what it means to be a writer. Bill draws a very clear line between art and what he's doing when he's writing a television script, and Tony doesn't. Tony thinks that a working craftsman is just as much of an artist as someone who is in select bookstores or independently uh, being profiled by particular magazines. And this becomes a source of conflict between the two that actually does lead to the demise of their partnership. Um, And there's a lot lot of story around that and what goes into um, their coming together and their departing again. But I found myself really interested in this idea of the two sides of the artistic self, one being the person reaching for recognition, reaching for that level of artistry, reaching for the original, reaching for recognition, reaching for acknowledgement by by certain circles or certain people or certain readers, and the other who is writing and crafting for the masses, you might say, or for quick um, engagement because they have a deadline because they want to, they know that many people are relying on them. And it started me thinking about when it, what it's like to write a novel versus like blogging, what it's right to create a film versus like a TikTok. And I think even though this book is set in the 1960s primarily, a lot of these questions go on today. And there's certainly questions that affect people when they're trying to put art out into the world. This is such an 
easy time to hit publish on a button. And for some of us, it's very difficult. I'm not trying to minimize the difficulty of hitting publish and and feeling like, oh, is someone going to say something really mean to me? Or um, how dare I eat a peach in front of an audience? Um, I think that what I enjoyed about reading about these two writers, even though they're both male um, and England in the 1960s and have very little um, connection to who I am in my experience, I think the way they talk about writing is valid. And I think Nick Hornby is very much showcasing how he's struggling himself between reaching that level of artistry and then also who his audience is and who loves his books and what they've come to expect from him, the level of humor they've come to expect, the level of hapless protagonists, the level of interesting settings or little worlds and pockets of England that maybe you haven't been exposed to. And I wonder, which are you? Are you more like Bill, who really wants to be something who really wants to be on that bookshelf with a certain kind of author, who really wants to be profiled in the New York Times? Or are you like Tony, who just wants to write and is happy to have a job and is happy that people are interested in what they're doing and it doesn't matter about the recognition? And I think that those are very different ways of approaching your daily work. And maybe... The work itself is even something outside of those two um, descriptions, because the work itself, when you're in a state of flow, you're not thinking about either one of those things. You're thinking about the characters, you're thinking about the plot, you're thinking about how many words can I get out in my crappy first draft before I have to go do school pickup. You're thinking about so many other things than what's going to happen, the end product of your work. But... You find yourself in these moments, especially in moments of doubt, grappling with this idea of, so what? So who's listening? Who am I writing for? And is it any good? And I think when we struggle with those sorts of questions, we struggle with the concept of art itself. Sometimes when I sit down to write, I think to myself, today I feel like working on the book. And that's a very different person than who's sitting down on days when I say, I'm going to write a little piece for my substack or I'm going to record a podcast. And I don't know why that that division line exists for me. I don't. I wonder if it exists for you. Um, but I think it has to do sometimes with what the perception is of being an artist itself and being um, part of a history or a chronology um, of people that you admire. It is that idea of just wandering among all of the words that there are and hoping that the ones that are a little harder to reach mean more and the ones that are easier to reach or easier to say or safer to say are somehow less than. And I find myself struggling with those two concepts a lot. And I guess that's why I was attracted to Bill and Tony in the first place. 
But lately, I'm wondering if it's all just part of the same thing, (laughs) if it's all just how you feel that day and what you're doing about it that day. Because you are sitting down to create. On some days, I'm sure Leonardo da Vinci worked on the Mona Lisa, and on some days, I'm sure he just filled his sketchbook up with other ideas or worked on something totally outside of the realm of of painting and visual arts, you know, his inventions. I mean, whatever it is, cooking, who knows what else he was into. But I do think for us here in this world where we have our real life and our artistic life, it is important to not reach so high that you miss the point of the doing and not reach so high that you miss the connections with others. We're living in a time where it's so easy to have an audience in a way. You can hit, you know, post on an Instagram microblog and get, you know, 50 likes if that's what you're after. And some days that is what you're after. Some days you want encouragement and applause and you want to know that there's people out there who are excited for you and pushing you to try new things and be a writer or a potter or a painter or whatever it is that fulfills that creative side of you. But when it's you alone in the studio or the office or the desk that is trying to make the work, step out of the billness and the toniness, step out of the high art and low art, and just try to make something. The making of something is what's important. When you lose sight of the making, then you lose sight of self. Virginia Woolf said that, much to the chagrin of of her publisher, that when she wrote, she wanted to be as unconscious as possible. And I think she didn't necessarily mean not thinking about what she was doing, but she meant not conscious of the state of everything around her, but in the state of flow and in also the state where the product she was making, the thing she was making, existed only for her and not for other people to be judged. And she herself didn't exist in a, in a judging state either that she could just write. And that's why walks were so important to her. And so many of her characters go on walks to come to their epiphanies. And she writes in one of her diaries, she wrote um, that she was engaged in her hobby of what she called street haunting. And she was extremely happy. She says, I like to have space to spread my mind out in, nosing along, making up phrases, I slip easily from writing to reading with spaces between of walking, walking through the long grass in the meadows or the ups and downs. On and on, on and on. And I really feel that if a writer or an artist can get out of their own way and put themselves in a state of flow and be as unconscious as possible, even if it's for 10 minutes, even if it's for 15 minutes, they can create so 
much in that moment. And then the making becomes the thing. And they can release all the fear and the judgment or the guilt about taking up time away from their families or their other jobs or whatever. They can release it all and realize that they are in the process of life itself. They are in the process of that duality. And they can exist both in the billness and the toniness of it all. And they maybe even can produce something that becomes entwined in the memories of those who read it, that can be applauded in a quick like button on Instagram, or can be applauded by a larger audience if that's your goal and your hope for your work. But the work must exist first. So please take time today to make something, to write something, to work in your garden, to make a great meal, to draw, whatever it is that gives you that creative energy that makes you feel that yourself exists in this world, do that. Do that today. Because in this long winter time and the depression after the holidays that I'm sure so many of you are feeling, especially if it's dark and gloomy where you are, Make something and realize that you can make something without judgment, without worrying about where it goes, without worrying how far reaching it will be. And I'm not even asking you to finish it. I'm just asking you to do it. And if you can do that today, then you can do it tomorrow and you can do it the day after that. And five minutes can become 10 and 10 minutes can become 20 and you can hold both the highbrow and the lowbrow in the same hands. I really want to know what you're doing today. I really want to know what you're making in the world. Please let me know. I hope all is well and keep writing. <laughs>